This message is brought to you by Monty's Mutt's Dog Rescue. Monty's Mutt's Dog Rescue is a small, foster-based rescue founded one year ago with the goal to save as many dogs as possible. Monty's Mutt's specializes in the rescue and placement of abused, neglected, abandoned, and injured dogs, but endeavors to help any dog in need. Since October of 2020, approximately 50 dog lives have been saved. Monty's Mutts is a not-for-profit volunteer-based organization. Learn more on Facebook at Monty's Mutts Dog Rescue or at Monty's Mutts Dog Rescue.ca. The Media Files for February 26, 2021 is presented by leveldowngames.com. On with the show. For me, it's 9.26 p.m. on February 24th, 2021. But for you, it's another episode of The Media Files, a podcast brought to you by leveldowngames.com. The Media Files is an all-purpose pop culture review to help you get through those boring water cooler conversations. I am your host, Kyle, and with me in the ever-revolving second chair is host of BG Mania, a video game podcast, and the Level Down Games podcast. Welcome back to The Media Files, Brian. Thank you so much for having me back once again. How are you doing, my friend? Uh, you know... Ups and downs, but still going strong. Still, that's, you know what? That's the story of life, my man. Ups and downs, but you, you got to go strong because there's no other way to go. Pretty much. No other way to do it. <laughs> it is it is windy and blustery here in Las Vegas. It's, I can, I can hear like my walls shaking in my house and I worked for like over 12 hours today. I was, I was at work all day long. And so sitting down finally in, in the, in the, the, the closeness of this beautiful studio that I have and being able to do the media files is like such a, such a release from the rest of the world for the, for the few minutes that we'll be doing this. We actually had some decent weather outside today for the first time in a while. It was like in the mid forties and, uh, was, was quite nice outside and that's typically nice weather here for Northeast Ohio at this time of year. So I was about to say mid forties here and people are dying. Sun, sun was shining. People were walking around with their t-shirts on. Uh, the snow was melting because the sun was finally show, uh, shining outside. So uh, we, we've had a good, you know, seven, eight inches of snow on the ground for the last like month and a half. So, well, I don't I don't want to rub it in your face, but for the last like three days here in Las Vegas, we've had the most insane weather you've ever experienced. It's been like 72 degrees with like a, a, a four mile per hour breeze at all times. It's been oh, wow. just it's been incredible, totally unbelievable. And and now today it got windy, so it'll probably be a little chillier tomorrow. But glad to hear <laughs> that uh, the country is country is coming out of this deep freeze that everybody's been experiencing. Yeah, I don't know how things are going down there in the south. I know we uh, we have some listeners uh, spread out across our content that ha- yeah. had some issues with all of the uh, the storms that rolled through last week. So I don't know how things are still going down there. Hopefully they can uh, get back to some normalcy soon, too. Definitely. I know I know there are some people that do listen to this podcast. I'm talking about Kira specifically. If she's listening. She's down in, in Texas. And I, I did reach out to her and made sure that she was OK. And they were her and her family were fine. So 
hopefully if you're if you're in the part of this country that was cut from power and water you made it through to the other side successfully and you're doing okay and you and yours are fine we're hoping for the best for you i do think it's funny though <laughs> i mean it's it's just totally crazy that texas gets a huge snowstorm and then loses power for a week i mean that's well and, and, and i and, and i mean you know it's it's i i i think it's funny that people are getting upset like that are from the north like oh my god all these people are, are freaking out and it's like well i don't even know how big the storm was it was like six or seven inches of snow down there or something like that um and, and they're like this is like a normal snowstorm up here and that's true that is 100 percent true and people from the north are probably better equipped to handle that but i mean you can't get mad at a at a place for for not being able to handle something that doesn't normally see that kind of weather. <laughs> well, when we get an inch of snow in Vegas, it's so yeah, rare here. Shuts that, down. Yeah. Yes, the schools close because we don't have snow plows for the roads. Because you guys aren't prepped. Aren't I mean, that's the same thing it. with Texas. They didn't have plows. Yeah. They didn't have snow, and and literally people didn't know what to do because they don't ever experience it. I sympathize with the people of the Lone Star Republic on this one because <laughs> I know what it's like for a little bit of snow to really throw off your whole day. You just got to, you know, move to a better place, Kyle, like Ohio. Just kidding. It's not a better place. Well, I was about to say, whoa, I could think of a couple better places <laughs> than Ohio. All the Ohio listeners just turned off the podcast. See you guys later. Yeah, there's not that many of them anyway. No, there's actually quite a few. <laughs> there are. There's, actually, there actually, there's are. actually a ton of listeners from Ohio when I look at the uh, the stats from, from all of our stuff. It's crazy. Well, I wonder if we have any listeners in L.A. I know we have some from California, but we're talking specifically about Los Angeles today because we are talking about crime scene, the vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. Crime Scene, The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel is a docuseries tracking the missing persons case of Elisa Lamb in 2013. Elisa Lamb, a Canadian tourist from Canada, goes mysteriously missing after acting erratically at the creepy Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles, California. Interviewed are people close to the situation, including investigators, reporters, and guests, employees, and managers of the Cecil Hotel. Crime Scene, The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel debuted February 10th, 2021 on Netflix. So, as as with everything we talk about, we are going to talk about some of the, the main uh, spoilers kind of going into this, the ending, and all of the things that you'll discover as you watch this docuseries. It is only four episodes, so if you want to watch it, go watch it on Netflix. But Brian, I know that this is something that has really intrigued you and Jessica lately. You guys have been kind of consuming a lot of media recently about the Cecil Hotel because there's been such an such an uptick of curiosity and interest in it yeah and i don't really know why like it, it kind of came out of nowhere there was a a series released i don't even know when this came out it was the actual release date on it was 2017 but i don't know where it like initially debuted because it was it's on amazon prime it's on discovery plus it's called horror at the cecil hotel and it's this like three episode series that kind of explores some different things but that was the only thing that was really out there uh, prior to 
the beginning of this year when Discovery Plus officially launched and they had a lot of exclusive content on there. And one of the things that they were kind of highlighting on their uh, actual TV programming during commercials and that kind of stuff was this two hour special called Ghost Adventures Cecil Hotel. And for those that don't know, I am a huge fan of Ghost Adventures and I'm a huge fan of the paranormal. I'm also a huge fan of. I don't know, a lot of weird things. <laughs> sure, sure. So um, Ghost Adventures has always been a show that, that you know, Jessica and I have been able to kind of bond over because she's also fond of that kind of stuff. She gets more into like the true crime stuff than I do. Uh, I'm more like the paranormal kind of stuff, but um, I've kind of been getting into some of the true crime stuff with her lately, too. That's that's been a lot of fun. That's Lindsay's deal. Lindsay will watch true crime stuff. That's why I kind of reached out and asked if she had watched any of this with you, because uh, it it all kind of ties together, especially as you learn some of the other things that actually took place within the Cecil Hotel. But anyway, well, and she did watch Night Stalker, which was another recent docuseries, which Jessica also watched. Yeah. Which is about Richard Ramirez, who stayed. At the Cecil Hotel. Yeah. And would and would return to the Cecil Hotel directly after killing somebody. Correct. So uh, this place has a lot of like dark energy surrounding it. And I think a lot of things kind of kicked off with this special on Discovery Plus with Ghost Adventures because they they caught a lot of like interesting evidence and. I know there's skeptics out there for for what they do, but a lot of it is kind of hard to disprove because they're just using everyday equipment and and they're catching all these things that, you know, it's it's tough to explain like these, you know, EVPs and typical things that you would see on these types of shows. So, I mean, plus there's a reason that they're still going. I mean, sure, of course, the only one that's still going this long. I mean, they've been going for. God, man, almost 15 years, I think. Yeah, it's been been a long time for for that show. For a very long time. Uh, But but a lot of hype came out of that. And I I don't know how long Netflix was working on their kind of docuseries, but they came out with theirs shortly thereafter, just a few weeks. And it it was a four-part series that focused more just on Elisa Lamb, whereas, you know, the, the Ghost Adventures thing, you know, the first half of their episode focused strictly on that, but the other half was more just like a general investigation, kind of seeing what they could uncover, because there's been so many deaths and so many crimes within this one particular place. Now, I I did not watch some of the other series surrounding the Cecil Hotel. The Cecil Hotel is something that I've been vaguely aware of in the past. I've been to Los Angeles a number of times. I I've believe seen I've it. seen yeah, yeah, I've seen it. I believe I've seen the Cecil Never Hotel. Never driven and, past it because it's a terrible area, but I've seen you're, it. Right. Yes, it's it's right next to Skid Row, but I've been downtown Los Angeles a thousand times. Oh, you yeah, know, me too. And, Conventions and left and right. It. And it's, you know, like you said, it's not a great area, but haven't really looked into it until this series started picking up a lot of heat and a lot of, you know, a, a lot of people really watching it and posting about it. And I've got I've got to say, after watching this series, I did feel a little, uh, you know, let down, I think, by by what was actually offered. I, I think that the case of Elisa Lamb in total is a lot less paranormal and a lot less freaky than a lot of people would want you to believe or the, or a lot less than was initially believed. And ultimately, if, if you yes. want to make. Yeah. If you want to make a series about the Cecil Hotel and kind of focus on those parts of the Cecil Hotel, I think that the case of Elisa Lamb, the vanishing of Elisa Lamb, 
is probably the wrong way to do it. I I think oh, the Elisa the, Lam the docu series could have been so much better. Oh yes, like ha- had they kind of focused in on everything. Like what what is out there? Uh, the other show, um, Horror at the Cecil Hotel, the the one that's on Discovery Plus and Amazon Prime Video. If you have the ability to watch it, check it out because it's it is really good. Um, it's these three episodes where the first one focuses on uh, Jack Unterweger. Who okay. what who was this serial killer once again that I forget where he was actually from. He was from another country. Um, let me see here. Jack Unterweger. He was from him Austria. In, in the, yeah. He yeah, was from Austria. They mentioned him in the Netflix series. So he, he was from he was an Austrian serial killer. And he was kind of obsessed with with Richard Ramirez. And he traveled to L.A. and kind of fooled everybody. And this this episode was really cool. I mean, it sucks because of what he did, but it, 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 the dude was smart. And I mean, a lot of serial killers are right. So they they have this um, he, or he comes to the Cecil Hotel. He comes to L.A. and he sets up this like ride along with the LAPD about, you know, he's a, he's pretending to be a journalist and he's doing a story on prostitution in Los Angeles. And, you know, he's staying at the Cecil Hotel and he's following along. He's riding along with all these um, LAPD officers and like a few weeks into it or whatever. They these like prostitutes start ending up dead. And they're like, well, what's going on? So he's riding along, going to the crime scene and all this kind of stuff. You know, all the while, he's the one killing them. So <laughs> like he right. would actually so. strangle these prostitutes with their bra. And, and you know, he was staying at the Cecil Hotel in I, I think it was room two, uh, 1017 or something like that. Um, Richard Ramirez was on the 14th floor, if I'm not mistaken. I'm trying to remember okay. all the room numbers. Because they talk about all the room numbers, too. Because they in the do, Ghost Adventures, yeah. the Ghost Adventures special, they bring in this psychic medium who, you know, they, they've actually shown how, you know, she's able to do certain things. And they just let her loose in there. And the camera just kind of follows her around. And she goes to these individual rooms. And she's picking up on things. And she'll, like, start, you know, she goes to this one room where this uh, lady back in, I think it was the 60s, her name was uh, uh, Goldie the Pigeon Lady or something yes, like that. Yes, yes. Um, and she goes to her room and she's like, I, I kind of just want to like bend down and like cover my parts, like my private parts. And Zach's like, what do you mean? And, and she's like, you know, I feel like, you know, he's like, you know, like sexually assaulted. She's like rape. Yeah. So I'm like, and it's, it's crazy. She picks up on things, but there's so many things that happened within the Cecil hotel that, that had crime scene, the vanishing at the Cecil hotel focused more on the actual hotel and you know, the, the, Everything that surrounds it, because it is a very, very dark place and not just on this one particular case. It could have been a cooler uh, series. It could have been. Now, I do think, like you say, I I think that this case, the vanishing of Elisa Lam, is a particularly dark moment in the history of the Cecil Hotel. It's it's very sad what happens and what what ends up happening to to Elisa Lam, who's this young tourist. And as you know, this docuseries starts it sells this this documentary as kind of a paranormal investigation and i hate that about documentaries dude i hate right. that with, with a passion well it, it makes <sighs> it makes for a very good watch for the first few episodes because you are genuinely concerned and confused with what happened to elisa lamb and you start hearing about these internet sleuths that are following this case and are and are trying to figure things out and you're in on it with them. You're like, yeah, these guys are onto something. But 
as the series goes on, you start to realize that there are way more facts than they were willing to present to you in the first two episodes. Oh, yeah. And it and it almost feels it negates the uh, initial episodes. It does. It does. And, and it and it feels almost sad that that's the case that Elisa Lamb, you know, in her memory, this is how it's still being presented as this super normal, you know, or super paranormal mystery when really there's probably a pretty reasonable explanation. Now, it's sold almost entirely in the second episode when you watch the footage of Elisa Lamb in the elevator. And I will say, when I watched this series and saw that footage for the first time, I was at work late that night and I was doing some Do you not remember this case back in 2013? I don't. I'll be honest. Oh my God, dude. This took the internet by storm. I mean, I I probably probably had come across it. Yeah, we, we, I don't think you, you, you mean you and I weren't talking, I don't think, in 2013. I mean, yeah. I knew you and we were friends, but I don't think we were really like talking like we do right now. I think I was still talking to Sean then, but, um, yeah, this, this was crazy all over well, the place, and it, dude. You can see that the internet is, is totally on fire by this in 2013 when it happens in this documentary, but yeah, I don't know where I was in 2013. What was I doing? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I was already I just back started, in Ohio. I had just already and was back in Ohio. I had just started grad school. I don't think I had time to be on the internet. Dang, that I sucks. think that's what it was. But you know, when you watch this this footage in this documentary, the song, the music that they play over it too is, is very creepy. And I was at work by myself, <laughs> totally creeped out just by the way that they presented it. However, it led me to believe immediately that the people making this documentary didn't grow up around people who used drugs because the erratic movements and the, and the behaviors that she exhibits when she's in that elevator are behaviors that you see from people who are on hallucinogenic and, and psychedelic drugs. And it's, it's behaviors from people that grew up, you know, on my side of town and in, in East and Northeast Las Vegas and people that I've known and people that I've seen when they are on drugs, that is how they act. Well, they also point out in the series that um, she's bipolar and one of the side effects from when she doesn't take her medicine is that she sees things that aren't actually there. Yes, and she hallucinates. They, they found her medicine in the room after they, you know, after she had disappeared and there was, you know, more pills in the bottle than there should have been based on when it was filled and the current date. Exactly. And I feel like that's information that prior to showing us a very a, a video of a woman acting erratically over creepy music, it's information that lends a lot of explanation to what happens. The whole case was handled terribly because one oh, of one of entirely. the one of the first things that, you know, is presented in the actual news back in 2013 was this interview with a police officer or, you know, sheriff or captain or whoever the heck he is. And and he says that, you know, it's his impression that when the body was found, the lid was closed. That was incorrect right. information. Exactly. And and right from there. That's where everything took off, because then, you know, the one final piece of the puzzle was, well, if she was, you know, experiencing this hallucinogenic trip, whether it was from drugs or whether it was from not taking her medication, then 
you know, how did she jump in this water tank and not be able to reach up? And, you know, if she can't pull herself out, she couldn't right. have reached up to close the lid. So how was the lid closed? There had to have been something else or someone else out there to do so. And that's not the case. The lid was open. Exactly. Now, I will say a detail that they glanced over very, very quickly and I think really required a lot more attention and just how it was handled and what was done following was that she was in the water tank that was that was distributing water to this entire hotel. It was distributing shower water. (laughs) Yes, it was distributing drinking water, tap water that people were actually drinking from. And one of the interviews that, that oh, dude, I felt so bad for these two people is this couple, this couple that stayed at the Cecil Hotel shortly after Elisa Lamb vanished. Yeah. And they noted that the water tasted funny. They're the ones that actually technically found her. Right. Like they're the yeah. ones that they're the ones that reported that the water was bad. Yes. So that makes you think, why the heck didn't anybody else say something before them? And not only that, but that is a just that is an you absurd imagine? amount of time, dude. An it absurd is. And, amount and of time. I want to say it was wasn't it like 19 19 days? days. I think yeah. it was 19, 19 days that I think she was, it was vanished. And and so she's been in there decomposing for 19 days and you're showering, and water, brushing you're your showering teeth, in it, drinking. Can you imagine? And And they just glanced over this. It makes me completely ill to think about and this is that that particular couple their first trip to the united states and their first experience coming to america welcome to the u.s guys welcome to the states this is how los angeles runs their water technically i mean Alyssa lamb's from canada so really that's true and that's maybe her well she was from vancouver probably not her first trip to the states yeah at, at any rate, I mean, just a terrible detail, just an absolutely gory, but very real detail as well. And by the time that this documentary was over, I was I was very certain that there was very little, if any, foul play involved. I think that Elisa Lam was either a off of her medications and having an, a, you know, a hallucination or a hallucinogenic experience, or she had received some sort of drugs. And those drugs had had forced upon her this this erratic and and hallucinogenic behavior. And she fell into this tank of water, not meaning to kill herself, probably, but climbed into it and could not get out. And that's why her clothes were removed in the tank also. That's what I think probably happened. And I think there's very little evidence otherwise, despite what the first couple episodes of this documentary would have you to believe. And I and I think almost I, I felt shysted by the end of it. Like, why would you why would you lead me on for two episodes before giving me the facts and being like, actually, all of these facts as well prove that that wasn't the case. Here you are. She you know, it was an accident. Well, see, that's that that's kind of why I, I, I had mentioned this to you when when everything was coming out, because I noticed that, you know, the Cecil Hotel was trending all over the place and it was like the most watched thing on Discovery Plus. It's the most watched thing on Netflix. So, of course, people are consuming this media. But the the more like crazy story, I guess, is the overarching story of the Cecil Hotel, because it, it is this hotel that seems to for some reason, attract a lot of dark energy. Right. And that's why I like, you know, I I liked the Netflix docuseries. I did. 
I liked it because it presented a lot of information and I liked the information. I didn't hate it. I hated the organization of it and I hated that, you know, they they negated their early episodes based on on doing the docuseries in the fashion that they did, trying to tell a story as opposed to trying to just, you know, state the facts. But if you if you are able to check everything else out, like if you're able to go watch the Ghost Adventures thing on Discovery Plus or go watch the horror at the Cecil Hotel and, you know, the other places where it's available, you, you're going to get these episodes that it's not about like trying to, I, I guess, confuse or portray something that it's really not. You're just getting the story of, you know, they they the first episode of the Hort the Cecil Hotel talks about Jack Unterweger and, you know, how he did what he did. And uh, the second one talks about Elisa Lamb and, and they don't like string you along. They They pretty much tell you like all of the facts. And in the third episode, they talk about, did you see the case where they found a girl and a guy on the sidewalk outside of the Cecil hotel? And they were both dead. Did you see that one? Okay. This happened back, I think in the sixties or something like that. Okay. Somewhere in that area, the fifties, maybe might've been that era. Uh, but anyway, they have this, uh, episode where, where they tell the story of how it happened. But basically what it comes down to is this dude walking down the sidewalk and the chick just committed suicide by jumping out the window. Freak accident happened to land on him, but there's, yes. Okay, yeah, so you did see that. You did see that. Okay, so there's all of these things that surround the Cecil Hotel that are super interesting that, you know, the the docuseries could have focused on. So if you're able to kind of check everything else out, it's crazy to to really see how much the Cecil Hotel like has, you know, influenced some crazy like the the uh, Elizabeth Short, the Black Dahlia. She visited and was seen at the Cecil Hotel a day or days before her murder. Like right. this, this particular hotel is linked to so many deaths, so many suicides, so many rapes, so many different crimes that that's what I like. And, and I think every, out of everything that is currently out there on the Cecil hotel, my favorite thing is the ghost adventure special because you know, they're just using their ghost catching equipment and they're like, Oh look, we got a figure over here. And I wonder if this is so-and-so because they're in this room where, you know, this happened. They're like, it could be this person. And not saying it is this person this could be this person and and it could be you don't know you know the, the cool thing is that we don't know right that like we don't know what's going to happen like the episode you did on soul with jessica i love that episode i still go back to that one because it's one of the better ones and it's a great episode the uh the, the whole purpose is like we don't know what's going to happen but the cool thing we do know is that energy cannot be created or destroyed so something happens because we're all energy and and if there is a way, you know, there has to be equipment and that kind of stuff that can pick up on that thing. So that's why I really like those kind of shows, because they, they, you don't know. Like, it's so crazy. You don't you just don't know. You know, I think I'm going to have to go watch the Ghost Adventures episode on the Cecil Hotel because I think that I'll like it better. I think that it's it will probably in my I like, opinion. I like Ghost Adventures in general. Like oh, that, show I do is, too. That, that show just. I mean, I, I I like Zach. I like Aaron. I like Billy. I like Jay. They're all really cool. They're from Vegas. One of my friends right, actually yeah. is, is friends with Aaron. Like, you know, they're they're okay. local boys out there. Yeah, I think I think it probably handles the subject matter with a little more reverence than I would have liked, you know, from from the from the Netflix docuseries. So 
Everything that we talk about on the Media Files does get into completely meaningless and arbitrary rating from us. What is your arbitrary rating of Crime Scene The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel? Well, you know, I, I thought about it, and we, we were talking a little bit before, and I was like, I, I kind of have this one thing I want to do, but it doesn't really tie into the, you know, the actual docuseries itself, because that's what this episode is on, your review of the Netflix docuseries, so... I was going to do because the hotel is in Skid Row and Skid Row is one of my favorite bands from the hair metal era and, and still is one of my favorite rock bands out there. Um, I was going to give it 18 in life, but I don't like that <laughs> because it's not just about the the hotel. So because you know, I'm going to give it a and this is only going to make sense if you know the uh, the elevator game, uh, which is a game that all these people thought that Alyssa Lamb was playing initially. When pushing the buttons in the order that she did, they thought she was trying to, like, travel to a different realm. And it's on, like, different subreddits and stuff or, like, you know, paranormal reddits and that kind of stuff. So I'm going to give it a 4262105. Oh, boy. Yep. Right over my head. Never heard of that one. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to Google that later. I'll be up all night. Thanks a lot Supp for that. Supposedly you push the buttons in that order and like the elevator will travel to a different realm and it'll go to the fifth floor. And on the fifth floor, the doors might open and a lady might walk in, but you don't want to pay attention to her because she's evil. And oh, then if creepy. you if you do everything correctly, the elevator will shoot up to like the 10th floor. And if it does, you did it correctly. Well, that's pretty creepy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wow. I, I I give an arbitrary rating uh, to Crime Scene, The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. I give it a rest in peace, uh, both to Elisa Lamb. I think it's time that she gets I think rest that's in good. peace. Yeah. I, I think and, it's time uh, to let it go. It's time to let and, it go. And also the whole case also. I think it's time that this case just gets to rest in peace. Yeah. It's just a really sad, unfortunate thing that happened. Um, Absolutely. Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy involved. Absolutely. But. You know what? Like I said, those first couple episodes, you know, late nights at work by myself when in the dark, wind was blowing. They hey, try the elevator game at your hospital. The creeps. Try the elevator game at your hospital. See what happens. I'm not going to do that. How many floors that do you have sounds, there? Oh, uh, like six. Oh, so you need to have at least 10. It's not going to work. Yeah, that's a really tall hospital to have 10 floors, though. Yeah, we don't have, I don't think we have any hospitals that are that tall in Vegas. Go to a 10 story. We've got buildings. Yeah, yeah go, go to, to a 10 story. Go to a 10 story. Go to the Bellagio and try the elevator game. See what happens. Oh, my gosh. And the, oh, no, I don't think I will, actually. Live stream. That's it. a, a lot. <laughs> oh, boy. That's all the time we've got. We want to thank you for sticking around to the end of this episode of the Media Files. And thank you, Brian, again, for being here this week. Thanks for having me, man. I always like talking weird stuff. So tell a friend, tell a coworker, help us grow. And special thanks to you, Brian, for technical assistance. Don't forget to bookmark leveldowngames.com. I'm on Twitter or Instagram at Brustoff. That's at B-R-U-C-E-T-O-P-H. Or at the Level Down Games Discord with the link in the show description. Brian, where can you be found? Uh, same place, basically. Discord, uh, Twitter at OriginalLDG, Instagram at Brian.LDG. YouTube, of course. Reach out to us with what you're looking forward to. And maybe we'll talk about it in an upcoming show. Until next time, be kind, be honest, and we'll see you later.